you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Oh, praise God. We'll get in trouble here. But as a teenager, the desire to eat was overwhelming at times. It made me do things I would not normally do. I would cause trouble. I would, and I went to Bible school, and I didn't realize hunger until I went to Bible school. And I saw students standing in line. Anybody remember these days? Any IBC folks here, Gateway? I went to Gateway, and, and uh, my wife went to IBC, and, and uh, we tried to bridge the gap here. Praise God, right here in Frankfurt. But I remember seeing people in those lines and the doors would open and it was like something would come over these people. People, you know, talking. And also the door would begin to, you'd hear this latch. It was like, and that door would come open and the chef would be standing there. Come in, people. No, he didn't say that. But he would open the door and people would just start running. People that had been sitting, kind of just chit-chatting, would run to the front of the line. They would cut in front of people. They would shove people out of the way for fake chicken nuggets. (laughs) The mystery meat. Blatant disregard for what other people thought. But here's what was in their mind. I'm hungry, and I will do whatever I have to do to get a meal. You know, I think there's a hunger in every one of us, somewhere in our hearts, if we can activate that hunger and understand that if you will desire God, if you will desire His moving in your life, that He will fill you and flow into your life and change you and fill you with His power. Has anybody ever experienced that today? Praise God. You know, when you get hungry for God, there's something different about you. You stop really caring about what people think. You don't give any concern about who is around you. And there's a sort of this disregard for protocol. And we have our services. We have things that done indecently and in order. But I can remember times as a young person seeing people that just said, you know what, I've been praying. I feel the Holy Ghost. And they'll walk down to the front, lift up their hands, and begin to worship God. And the Spirit of God begins to move. That's the hunger I'm talking about. When someone says, God, I need you. And it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what people think about me. It doesn't matter what my name neighbor says, Lord, I need you and I am hungry for more. That is the kind of person that receives from God. Praise God. And so Jesus in our text is talking about survival. He's giving us an understanding about how we should come to God. And so he asked the parents there, 
He says, hey, listen up, you parents. If a son would come to you, if your son, your child, would come to you and ask for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he asked a fish, would you give him a serpent? Or if they would ask for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? Now, think about it with me. The first person Jesus points to is that child. The thing that he points out is the relationship. There's a son and there's a father. That son is love. That son is cherished. That son sometimes doesn't understand how much that father loves them. You know, as parents, uh, I didn't realize this until I got older and I realized how much my parents loved me because of the things that they didn't allow me to do. Oh, and all you parents, just say amen, and just, we'll wait for these young people to realize that someday. I didn't realize how smart my parents were until I had kids. And I didn't realize how much they loved me until I had my own children. I did not realize how much they cared about me. And you know, sometimes, I think some of us, we need a better outlook on ourselves as people of God. Some of us get to think, well, I'm just a nobody. I'm just a little old person over here. I'm just, I'm, you know what? You're a child of the king. God has created you. He's given you power and authority. Some of us need to understand that we are loved by God, that he cares about us, that he believes in us, that he has a plan and a purpose for us, that he wants to use your life. Praise God. And so because of that, That son comes boldly. That son comes right up to dad. Hey, dad, I'm hungry. Dad, can I have some bread? Can I have a fish? Can I have an egg? Can I have something to eat? You know what Hebrews 4 and 16 says? Let us therefore come boldly. Everybody say boldly. Look at your neighbor and tell him boldly. Don't tell somebody, say be bold. Be bold. He said, be bold unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Some of us need to start praying bold prayers. You know what our problem is? We're afraid of God sometimes. Well, I just don't know if He's going to answer my prayer. I just don't know if He loves me. I Look at all these things that have happened. Look at what He hasn't done. Look at all the things that haven't happened. Look at the prayers that haven't been answered. Look at the things. That, you know what? If you focus more on what has been done, what he said he would do, and think about all that he's done, it'll put a little fire in your prayer and say, God, I know you're able. Lord, I know that you want to do a work in my life. I know that you love me. Somebody needs to say, God, I want a little boldness in my spirit to come before you to find the help that I need in my life. Some of us need to pray like we're sons. Some of us need to pray like we're daughters. Some of us need to pray with fervency in our hearts, saying, God, I know that you want to bless me. God, I know that you want to fill me. I know that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. Praise God. The Bible says that that son would come, and Jesus said he would ask. That word ask means to request. How many of us as parents have kids that say, Dad, 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 Dad. Dad, 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 Dad. Son, it's five in the morning. Dad, go to bed. But Dad, go to bed. But Dad, 
closet right over there, five feet from us. But, Dad, can you give me some water? Son, I am asleep. Then why are you talking to me? Why are you so much like your mother? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, 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 I'm teased. I'm teased. They keep asking. They keep seeking. My kids are some of the greatest negotiators I've ever met. Why? Because they believe that I love them. They believe that I will, within my power, give them anything that I can give them. And yet some of us are afraid to approach God. Some of us are not really confident asking Him. It's time for us to understand God loves you. God cares about you. God wants to give you every good gift in your life. He wants to bless you. It's time for you to come boldly and say, Dad, I need help. I need your power. I need your anointing. I need your presence in my life. Praise God. Praise God. My kids ask me for candy. They ask me for cell phones. They want me to go to the store and buy toys. Why do they keep asking me? Because they know I have a thing in my pocket called a credit card. <laughs> they know that I have a supply that can never run out to them. If I added up all the credit that I probably have access to, I could, I don't know. We heard about that guy that had like 100, 200 credit cards. He's like a millionaire just on credit cards. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. I think that's foolish to do that. Praise God. But you know what? There's a God that has an unlimited supply. There is a heavenly Father that has no limit to His power and His authority and His goodness. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I want you to know every good gift that you can imagine, God has it. Every good gift that you could ever ask for God has it and you know what we can ask him for it we can seek him for it and believe and understand that he will supply it praise God it's interesting to me that Jesus used three different types of food in this passage he used the the, the food bread now how many like those carbs how many like your cinnamon toast how many like to eat those dinner rolls and you ever been to Lambert's and they throw you hot rolls the one thing I wanted at my wedding was hot rolls from Lambert's. But I got something better. I got a good wife. Praise God. But you know, when you come to someone's house in those days, you would always find bread. It didn't matter what time of day or night, you would find bread. It would be there. That was their main course of their meal. It was bread. It was the preeminent part of the meal, and all the other foods were secondary. It was without bread you didn't have a meal and so the idea is that when you eat bread it gives you life and Jesus is letting us know that if a son asks for bread this life-giving substance that the father is not going to give him a rock here son okay son okay son now the last time I checked if you eat rocks you're going to die is that still how it is here in Indiana and during a criminal case, many times the death penalty would call for stoning. And so Jesus is 
picking out something that can bring death in people's lives. And he says, look, if your son asks you for life, you don't give him death. In the same sense, if your son asks for a fish, and that was a favorite source of food, a great source of protein for them, he said, you wouldn't turn around and give him a serpent. Here, go play with the snake. No, really, go on. Really, no, seriously. Yeah, take this serpent. The serpent is a representation of angel, uh, uh, the angel of death, the, the destruction. That serpent would bite you. That, that venom would go straight to the heart and cause death. So if a child asks for nourishment, they don't receive death. In other words, if you come to the Father asking for life, He's not going to give you death, destruction. He said if a son would ask for an egg, that dietary, dietary, Hallelujah. My God, can't even speak. Let me tell you something about dietaries. <laughs> They're huge. No, I'm just that's my Donald Trump for the night. Praise God. But if your son would ask you for an egg, you don't turn around and give him a scorpion. A scorpion could inflict a grievous wound or uh, potentially kill that child. No parent wants to inflict pain and agony on their child. But they want to give them the best. They want to give them good things. They want to give them life. And so Jesus is making absurd contrasts here. That no parent in their right mind would withhold nourishment and life from their child. In fact, that parent desires to give them good things. They want to bless that child. And so then Jesus goes on to say, if you then being evil. In other words, look at, point to your neighbor say, you. Say, hey, evil. Evil can evil. That just means we've all made mistakes. We've all failed. We've all messed up. We've all come, fallen short of the glory of God. If you're evil, but you still know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Jesus is equating the good gifts with the Holy Spirit. The power and the presence of God. It is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God that gives us everything that we need. It is life-giving. It is the power of God from on high. Praise God. It was on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that there was 120 gathered in the upper room. And the Bible says there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire. It sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now some of you say, well, I, I've accepted Christ in my life and I haven't spoken in tongues. I haven't received the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I, when I accepted Him, I received it. Well, apparently they believed in Jesus. They understood who He was. They had seen Him go up into glory. They were His disciples. And yet they did not have the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord said, I want you to go into Jerusalem and wait and tarry and seek for the promise of the Father. Now, I think if somebody says, you know what, I want more of God. I want to receive more of God in my life. The first question I have is the same question the Apostle Paul asked the disciples of John. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? 
If you are a believer in Jesus, this is a promise for you. For the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, when they came to the apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? How do we get saved? What do we do? You've preached to us about Jesus. We believe that he's the Messiah. We believe that he died on the cross. We believe that he rose again. We know that he is God. How do we have salvation? What do we do? He said, oh, just believe. He said, repent. You've got to turn around from your sin. You've got to have a change of mind and of heart. You've got to say, God, I'm tired of walking that way and doing the things that I want to do. And Lord, I want to serve you with all of my heart. I want you to change me and mold me and make me. But he didn't stop there. Most of us are okay with repentance. But then he said, be baptized. Some of you. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, that's why we baptize. It's for the remission of sin. Well, hold on just a minute. Ah, that's just, you know, it's just something good that you do, but you don't really have. Well, the Apostle Peter said, look, you got to be baptized. Not just a couple of you, not just those of you that feel like it's a good thing to do. He said, every one of you. Why? Because baptism in Jesus' name is what applies His blood to our life. It's what puts His name on us. It's what puts His coat upon us. It covers our sins. It covers our past. It covers our mistakes. Every failure, every weakness, every sin is covered by the blood of Jesus. When you go down in the waters of baptism, every sin is washed away every sin is gone by the power of God's blood the blood of Jesus praise God and then he said and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise verse 39 is unto you look at your neighbor tell him it's for you say the promise is for you and he said it's to your children hold on hold on just a minute that Holy Ghost was just for them that was just for them back there. Because, the, you know, they, they needed it. They're establishing the church. They were trying to get all these things done. They needed the power of the Spirit to preach and do all these things. that they were. No, he said, it's for you right here, those of you sitting in this audience. But he said, then it's for your children. And he said, it's to as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want you to know the Holy Ghost, the power of God's Spirit is available to anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you're from. If you will say, Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with your Spirit. I want you to know God will fill you with His power. Praise God. Let me tell you about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. What does it do? It gives us freedom from condemnation, according to Romans chapter 8. Verse, uh, it says it gives you life beyond measure. Acts 1 and 8 says it empowers you to be a witness for Jesus. John 14, 26 says it will lead and guide you into all truth. Galatians 5, 22, the Spirit of God will transform your nature. Some of us need a transformation. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to know the Holy Ghost and the power of God coming to live on the inside of you with the evidence of speaking with other tongues is the greatest thing that can ever happen in somebody's life. How many has experienced that today? How many know what it's like to receive the power of the Holy Ghost in your life? Praise God. I remember at eight years old, I walked down. I was at a camp meeting. I was just eight years old, and I was thinking to myself, there was a guy up there preaching. He was crazy. He was jumping on pews. He was running around. Uh crazier than I am. 
Praise God. I know it's hard to believe. But anyway, he was there preaching. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? If I don't get the Holy Ghost tonight, I'm never going to get it. And I walked down to the front. Nobody was kicking me. Get up there, kid. Come on. And I know I wasn't the greatest kid. I remember throwing rocks at the car. And, and my dad had to use something called the five-fingered hand of um, instruction <clears throat> upon my backside. I carry it to this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I walk with a limp. No, but here I was, this little kid. And I said, you know what? I, I feel like God wants to do something in my life. I went down the front. I lifted up my hands. and I began to say, hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. I didn't know everything about God. I didn't know everything about his word. I've been to Bible school. I learned all the homiletics and hermeneutics and, and all these things that you can learn about uh, theology and, and eschatology and criminology. No, that was my, that was my co- friends. Okay. But you know what? When the Holy Ghost came on my life, I said, Lord, I need you. And I want you to move in my life. I had asked my dad that many times before. Dad, can I have something? He'd give it to me. Dad, can I have it? He'd give it to me. And it was no different going to God and saying, Lord, I need you. And all of a sudden, the power of God touched my life. And I began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave me the utterance. I want you to know, at eight years old, and just uh, yesterday, I I heard reports of a five-year-old, a six-year-old getting the Holy Ghost. God is pouring out His Spirit on anybody that will say, Lord, fill me. God, I'm asking you for your power in my life. Praise God. I want you to know it's the Holy Ghost that gives you peace in the midst of the storm. I want you to know the Holy Ghost is the thing that gives you strength when you feel at your weakest moment. I want you to know it's the Spirit of God that begins to move in your life when you feel like I'm down to nothing and I don't know where to turn and I don't know what to do. The power of God comes into your life and says, I've got everything under control. Praise God. Praise God. And so Jesus is letting them know, hey, this is available for you. It's available for you. The Spirit of God is available for you. Praise God. And when we reach out for God, we'll find that He is waiting on us. God is waiting on us to receive from Him. Praise God. I was uh, thinking about some things that are happening across our world. and I'm getting reports Uh, Back in May, uh, one of our evangelists, Brother Eddie Gordon, said the UPCI Children's Ministries has experienced its largest ever Holy Ghost filled in one day. They had 684 children filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Zambia, Malawi, in Africa. God is pouring out His Spirit. We need the power of God in our lives. Now, you might say, well, Brother Toppy, you're preaching to people that don't have the ghost. But you know what? I'm preaching to people right now that have the Spirit of God in your lives. But it's time for a fresh renewing of the Holy Ghost. Some of us need to go back to that altar in our hearts and our minds and say, God, fill me again. Lord, flow through me one more time. God, your Spirit's being poured out all over the world. And Lord, fill me right now. Move in my life right now. The reason I say this today is because I want you to know God is still doing it. 
God is still pouring out His Spirit. It's time for somebody to believe our children are going to receive the Holy Ghost. Our families are going to be saved. God is going to do the work in our homes. I really believe that today. Praise God. You know what? In the last few weeks, I've been hearing reports of backsliders. In July, the first part of this month, I got a report uh, from the Tim, Ch- Tim Chandler. He said a backslider of 20 years and his grandson were both refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Just this morning, Brother Greg Randall, one of our evangelists, said one backslider that had been away from God for 40 years was refilled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you today, the Spirit of God is is still available for anybody that says, Lord, I'm hungry. It doesn't matter how far you are from God or how long you've been away from Him. If you can have some hunger in your heart that says, God, I want more, then God will fill you. Oh, let's praise Him and thank Him right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody here today. God's wanting to do a miracle in your life. I said, God is wanting to do miracles in our lives. Praise God. I was preaching in Iowa recently, and there was a man that, a pastor, a friend of mine, he had damaged the nerves in his leg. They had been actually cut off in, in a certain fall that he had, and they had tested his nerves, and there was no electrical connection in those muscles. And he was, uh, could not lift his leg forward. He had no strength in his leg to lift it forward. He could move it backward, side to side, but he could not lift it forward. And the doctors had given him no hope. Sir, it's permanent. There is nothing we can do to reattach these electrical currents that are going to, to talk to these things. And I don't understand all of it, but he was convinced in his mind that he would never walk again. And he told me, he said, I was having anxiety attacks. I was having all kinds of trouble uh, in my mind. And the enemy was attacking me in my, my heart, my emotions. He said, but one of the brothers came up and prayed for me on a Wednesday night. He said, and as he was praying for me, I could feel the cool, like a cool liquid just flow down into my leg. And that Sunday morning, he was on the platform during that service, and he began to, uh, I saw him over the east, up on these crutches, and he started moving his leg around and kicking his leg out and going back. And he was telling me, he told me later, he got up and testified. He said that the Lord spoke to him in that service and said, lift your leg. You know what he told God? He said, I can't do that. There are other things we tell God sometimes. I can't do that. The Lord said, lift your leg. He began to kick his leg back. I can do this. I can do that. And all of a sudden he realized, I can lift my leg forward. I've been healed under the power of God. I'm talking to somebody today. God is speaking to his church and saying, do it. Go forward. Let you, you're going to see it happen. And some of us say, well, I can't do that. I just don't know. I just don't. And the Lord is saying, come on, let's have a little bit of faith here. Let's believe God for the miraculous. If he said it, you can have it. If he spoke it, you better act upon it. If he says do it, then go for it. And God is going to bring the miracle to pass in your life. All he's looking for is somebody that will say, God, I'm hungry for more. I'm hungry for more. I want more of you in my life. I wonder if we could clap our hands and give God some praise right now. Musicians, come. I'm through. Praise God. Praise God. How do we receive from God? First of all, you've got to believe that God wants to flow through you. 
You've got to believe that God loves you enough and cares about you that he wants to move in your life. Secondly, you have to surrender to God. You know, we're, we're, as people, we like to have things in order. We want to have everything structured. And sometimes God is just saying, release yourself to me. And that's the scariest thing that any of us can ever hear God say. Just let go. But I'm reminded of those times when I was a kid and I'd go to my grandparents' house. And my grandpa would, would always make things about fish for me for whatever reason. I loved the bass fish. He would make, he made me this, this uh, like a coat rack or something. I don't know. He, I guess he thought I needed it. And he painted and did all this stuff to it. And he handed it to me. He said, Jacob, Merry Christmas. And he had some lures on it. And I ended up getting caught in my shirt. It was just terrible. Let me tell you something. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, y'all just pray for me today. God's going to help us here. But you know what? So many of us, God is handing us something. We've got too many things in our hands. We've got our problems. We've got our beliefs. We've got our thinking. We've got all these things in our past. All these things that are coming in. And the Lord is saying, if you'll give that to me, I'll pour out my spirit. If you'll surrender to me, I'll pour out every good gift, every blessing, every promise upon you. And I wonder today if there isn't somebody here that God has been speaking to you and saying, it's time to believe me for more. More of you. More of your presence. More of your power. More of your authority. More of your understanding. Some of you, God's getting ready to take you to places where you never dreamed you could be in Him. Some of you, God is getting ready to do miracles in your life. Some of you, God is getting ready to pour out financial blessings and uh, just things that will take you. Your mind's going to just go. Some of you today. God is getting ready to show himself strong in your life. But you've got to let go of some things tonight and say, God, I'm letting go. I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it down on the altar. I'm giving everything that I am to you. And Lord, I want to receive whatever you have in my, for my life. Would you stand with me right now? Throw your hands in the air all over this place as a sign of surrender. Lord, we surrender tonight. God, we surrender. Every thought, every attitude, every mind, every, everything in our minds. God, every failure, everything the enemy says to us that we're not good enough. Every thought that comes into our heart that says you'll never receive from God. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I come against a spirit of fear in somebody's heart that says God can't do it in my life. I'm here to tell you God's getting ready to do some miracles in this house. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise God. Here's what I want us to do right now. They're getting ready to play and sing. God's getting ready to do some amazing things in this place. But here's what I want us to do. If you have a need in your life, you need a miracle in your life, you need God to work in your life, whether it's healing, 
Whether you need the Holy Ghost, you've never received the Holy Ghost with the utterance of speaking with tongues, I want you to step out in the aisle. Just step out in the aisle. Don't, I want us to close our eyes. Nobody looking around. I don't want anybody intimidated here. If you need a miracle in your life, I want you to step out in the aisle. Just step out in faith. Yeah, if you want to come down to the front, you're welcome to. But I want you to just step out in there. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Any, all right. Thank you, sis. Anybody else today? All right. Thank you. Back in the back. Anybody else? All right. You need, thank you, buddy. Anybody else? You need a miracle. Thank you in the back, brother. Somebody else. You need God to do something in your life. All right. Anybody else? I'm going to wait for just a minute. There's people in here that need God to move in your life. Just take a thank you in the back. Somebody else, you need a miracle in your life. We've got people coming to the front. Thank you. Anybody else tonight, you need a miracle. You need God to do something. Praise God. Just step out from where you are. That's all right. Okay. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn this whole place into a house of prayer tonight. Some of you saints of God, I'm going to ask you to help me tonight. Let's turn this place into a powerhouse of prayer for just a few more minutes. Is that all right? We still got time before Wendy's closes. Praise God. Let's got a few more. Anybody got a few more minutes that we can reach over and believe God to do a miracle in somebody's life? If you've got a need right now, lift your hands in the air and say, Lord Jesus, here I am. I'm surrendering to you. And I'm asking you to fill me. I'm asking you to meet the need in my life. I'm asking you to change me. I'm asking you, Lord, to meet this need right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Ask Him. Ask Him for what you need. Ask Him for that miracle in your life. I need my family to be saved. I've got children that are not living for God. I've got family members that are away from the truth. I need a healing in my body. I need a miracle right now in my finances. Come on, that's it. Ask Him. Ask Him. Some of you young people, you need to ask God for boldness this year in your school. Hallelujah. Some of you adults need to ask God to give you authority over some things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hold on just a minute. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let's keep asking Him right now. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. Let's keep seeking Him right now. Those of you that know how to pray, lift up your voice right now. Let's lift up our voices right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for those that are praying. Now I want you to reach over and put your hand on somebody's shoulder across the aisle. I want you to go to somebody right now and pray whatever you feel comfortable right now. Let's pray for one another. Let's believe God to move. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Oh